Planet Worker, a world in development. Human Agency and International Development Series. Episode 25. Seeing Development, the Project Visit. Field visits serve as an uncontested instrument to regulate relative governance functions between NGOs and local government actors. They generate their own logic and purpose under a project framework and offer the opportunity to enact the performative roles of each engaged actor. In many respects, the practical arrangements for these visits entrench and crystallize each actor's role. In most instances, the NGO, in this case plan, provides the vehicle, coordinative staff and financial incentives for officials who often have no official vehicles. Or, if they do, these are unavailable due to lack of fuel or disrepair. On these trips, roles are both explicitly choreographed and implicitly understood, down to the smallest detail. For example, even the arrangements for the vehicle to be used for the visit reflect prevailing dynamics of power and status. Firstly, it is plans vehicle and government officials rely heavily on NGO vehicles for site visits, given the lack of government vehicles. So, the official is to be fetched from their office by an appropriately branded vehicle, driven by a professional driver. In most instances, the official has accorded to them the front passenger seat, while the planned staff and office manager are in the back seat, and project staff or facilitators are placed in the rear. The vehicle is the site for an interplay of formal versus informal power, courtesy versus necessity. Each person in the vehicle has relative and dependent authority. The government official is reliant on the NGO. The NGO project manager is reliant on government cooperation for delivery of project and on the program unit management to support project operations and positioning. The program unit management is itself reliant on cooperative relations with government to ensure correct positioning of plan in the district and to ensure project is viewed as progressing, relevant and successful. Cooperative and collegiate relations become an important catalyst for articulating a common view for project interventions. And conversation on the trip will invariably reiterate the rationale and context for the project to establish consensus prior to reaching the site. Surface political power often belies personal status and characteristics. There are often obvious dynamics between younger, better paid NGO project staff and older local and district officials. The resultant complex interplay of deference and exercise of status and power is representative of different forms of institutional authority and power. At the visited facility, staff are presented to the group despite the NGOs having had many more interactions and visits throughout the project. This symbolic ritual is necessary for district government staff to maintain their position of authority over NGO projects and ensure this recognition is well acknowledged by ward councillors and community representatives. Visits to the offices of local officials and the operations of organisational forms in communities exhibit a preoccupation with bureaucratic forms as a performance of governing. Introductions at all levels are highly formalised. Visitors' books and meeting records are meticulously updated, and itineraries are negotiated in detail. Through these activities, the representation of governance and actualizations of governmentality are re-articulated. Hierarchical relations are reiterated, and interdependence between actors and the pursuit of development resources reasserted. It is an important process of recognition for actors with little power or resources by those who have their power and status affirmed by these representations. 
These modes of behaviour and organisation of space in Tanzanian localities are not coincidental, but essential modalities of power and a key element in the imagination of both national order and national transformation founded on the village as the basic building block of planned development, and hence as an object of governance. The provision of incentives to government officials plays a crucial role in government involvement in NGO activities to the, to the extent that they are prescribed by regulation. These incentives are negotiated as part of the process of approving NGO operating plans and are mainly provided in the form of discrete cash payments for participating in individual NGO activities including meetings, workshops and field visits. They are paid to each individual at the completion of the relevant activity to ensure full attendance. Indeed, the activity itself is not considered complete until the business of POSHA or cash allowances is complete. And it is not unusual to see government and community participants remain after events until their payment is received. The status of participants can be discerned by the protocol and procedure of payment. The most important officials, or more usually an intermediary, are approached and paid first. Participants perceived to be of lesser status are expected to stand patiently in line to personally request their allowance. These allowances include cash payments for participating actively in meetings or events, simply sitting in events, or for subsistence. Along with the provision of food and occasionally merchandise, the payment of POSHA has ingrained itself into Tanzanian development practice as a crucial device to ensure participation of government officials and community representatives, and in themselves serve as signifier of the status of participant and level of participation. Planned field staff are very clear on the importance of these incentives to the success of their work, the centrality of protocol and the risks of things going awry. As a community worker notes, we are very careful with POSHA. We understand what is required. Nothing needs to be said. If we do not comply, it will be very bad for us. At a national level, NGO government engagement is considered more political, whereas at local levels engagement is more coordinative and performative. There is a palpable aversion to creating tension with government, and the need for cooperative relations seems to frame all engagement. Accordingly, discussions with government officials are characterised by detailed practical matters and logistics generates inordinate attention and discussion. Indeed, at local level this appears to be how staff understand their primary role. A focus on the practice of development process, following procedures, getting activity done and maintaining business as usual. Deeper issues that provoke questions of power, like land tenure, gender and economic control, and government malfeasance and corruption are viewed by planned staff as being political and outside of the arena of engagement. As a result, NGOs and plans sit quite comfortably with established structure and process of governance at district and local levels. Strong cooperative relationships with lower government levels are the primary focus of the staff and contention and power issues sit outside this arena. CDFs often reflect this as cooperation, signified by being happy with each other and not having conflict. On the other hand, particular positions such as that of the program unit manager or PUM have explicitly political roles, in that they are responsible for maintaining relationships with development actors at a district level, including political actors. 
The main role of the POM is to manage complex sets of local and district political relationships and stakeholders to ensure the work of plan can proceed. A direct and ongoing engagement with communities and ward councillors in plans programs can itself become a source of political power and generate tension with other power brokers, given plans control of funds and investments into local development initiatives. This may become fraught in constituencies where the balance of power is more tenuous or the opposition is in majority. Consequently, government officials are interested to monitor plan activities and demonstrate their own measures of control. Planned PUMs are often approached by government officials concerned at the potential politicisation of issues in the locality, and were subtle but clear in their expectation that plan would continue to play its constructive role with government to contain them. Alternatively, there is a risk of political co-option of planned staff. The role of the PUM often generates positive public visibility which can be an asset in pursuing a political role. It is not unusual for planned PUMs in Tanzania to follow this route, and an ex-PUM is even currently a government minister. Two planned PUMs have active political profiles, and a third was open about pursuing a political role as a next step in his career. I have been approached many times by the ruling party to stand for them in local elections, but I am wary of lending myself to a corrupt local party leadership. I do consider a political future for myself, but will pick my time. The close affinity between these representatives of plan and the political terrain at regional and district level illustrates the abstraction of the division between development and politics. In this sense, developmentalism creates the conditions within which Tanzanian development actors of this stature are clearly political, in that they are the transmitters for developmentalist ideology and resources in an environment where developmentalism is ingrained into the political discourse of the state. Changes in local governance policy to progress greater devolution of power to local institutions is likely to enhance this integration. Direct state financial disbursements to local institutions will bypass traditional gatekeepers of local and district administrations while international NGOs maintain their relative independence in operations and resource allocation. Despite this highly political dynamic, political analysis is largely sidelined in projects. Analysis and planning is applied through neutral technical tools such as risk analysis and euphemistic language in project plans and designs. Even in contexts where the exercise or misuse of political power is identified as a development problem, plan tends to reflect these indirectly and follows a politically neutral approach to social change based on community awareness. This is one of the key reasons for the failure of NGO development projects to generate sustained change in social settings, and why a district official noted that NGOs come with the same programs again and again. Another politically contentious issue is that of ethnicity. A constant reiteration of the Tanzanian identity has pushed the influence of localised ethnic identity and culture to the background, or perhaps more pertinently underground. Tanzanian identity is seen as directly relating to Naira's displacing of tribalism through the Africanization project. This ostensibly allowed for the transcendence of a national Tanzanian identity over ethnic or tribal interests and identity. In this context, Swahili is a distinctly political language and viewed originally and currently as an instrument of nation building. Invariably, NGO and PLAN staff would highlight the centrality of Swahili to their solidarity and to minimise difference. A common refrain is we are all Tanzanians, we speak one language and we see the world through the eyes of a Tanzanian. 
However, there are clear signs of an existing and emerging tension in matters of resource allocation, both externally and within plan. Externally, tensions have grown in matters of land ownership and use, with ethnic identity and culture being identified as the defining contributing feature. Clans from the Maasai ethnic group have actively pursued greater grazing rights in a contracting resource environment. This is raising political tension. Also, political factions in the ruling elite bicker and festering feuds present themselves in constituency politics. Internally to plan, staff talked openly of ethnic cabals controlling procurement and recruitment functions. These tensions present a potential challenge to the dominant developmentalist discourse of both plan and the Tanzanian government, and both are anxious to extend their governmentality to address them. For plan, this means utilising institutional values-based procedures to contain potential risk. While the Tanzanian government's response is to seek acquiescence by directing development resources to aggrieved groups. In both cases, this reaffirms developmentalist discourse as the organising frame of action. Although both plan and government officials extol the virtues of community participation, there are important differences in interpretation and perspectives of its role in exercising power based on the historicity of Tanzanian governmentality and citizenry. Plan CDF's views of that participation is a necessary condition to ensure integrity in project design and implementation, legitimise the project as an external intervention, and ensure ownership of the project and its results. It is everyone's responsibility to ensure the project is successful, even if it does not directly benefit them. On the other hand, government views are based on the notion of citizen contributions to Tanzanian national development, expressed through their participation in initiatives aimed at their self-development. This variation in interpretation is resolved by the accommodation of both in stylized mechanisms of engagement, such as the stakeholder or community workshop or combined project visits and events. Cooperation and compliance of all actors is a necessary function of local governmentality. Planet Worker, a world in development.